0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. On today's show, I sit with one of the most driven entrepreneurs that I've met in a really long time. Chris Mead is the Chief Revenue Officer of CrossNet, a unique four way volleyball game that he and his partners invented in an overnight brainstorming session as they tried to figure out how they could avoid the normal nine to five JOB. In the interview, Chris shares how he quit his job, moved to Florida, and they've grown the company from almost zero to to over two million in a little over two years. It's an incredible story, so listen in. My name is Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. The one thing that I get asked all the time is, how do you achieve success in business and? episode of the tribe of leaders podcast you'll hear from entrepreneurs and visionaries who share how their leadership has changed not only their lives but the lives of everybody around them hey could you do me a quick favor take a screenshot of this podcast episode right now and post it on your instagram and tag me and anybody else who you think could benefit from it especially if you've been finding value i'm so grateful for you listening Hey, Chris, welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I am really looking forward to talking to you because I just read on your website how you started your company, CrossNet, and I just love, love, love that it sounds like you were kind of hanging out and reminiscing and create a business from a childhood memory. So with that, introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about
1: who you are. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You're uh, very so, welcome. <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm the one of the founders of CrossNet, the world's first four-way volleyball game. Uh-huh. Uh, we're based out in Miami, Florida, but we have a remote team across the country working on the company. And essentially what we've created is a four-way volleyball net. And it's the first of its kind, and we're kind of helping reinvent the way volleyball's taught in America school syst- systems, but mm-hmm. also it's just an awesome fun game to play on the beach or the park or with your friends. So, uh, really, really cool. We're doing a lot of cool things.
0: Yeah. I saw a video on your website and I like want to get one and I live in Philadelphia in the city. So there's like no place to put it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. It's no. fun. It's yeah, you can set it up pretty much anywhere. It takes just a few minutes in, in grass or sand and we actually just came out with an indoor model as well. So a lot of utility there.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Share with everybody, too, like, you came up with this idea because you were, you know, you were
1: talking about childhood days. Yeah, we were just hanging out with our friends. Uh, Came home uh, right over the summers around May, and I was home. My brother was home. Our good friend Mike had just graduated from Northeastern. Uh, Super smart dude, engineering degree. And he's like, I just don't want to get a real job. Like, this 9 to 5 thing is really, really painting me and I don't want to do it so we sat up all night we kind of wrote down a bunch of good ideas some better than others and uh four-way volleyball was the last last one on that list we Mm -hmm. googled it checked it out nobody had ever done it before we're like why not us
0: right and it it sounds like like you combined it was four square and volleyball so I'm not familiar with what four square is okay. um, and clearly I've missed an important thing <laughs> in my childhood. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was, that was our childhood. So it was a, uh, a blacktop game. Pretty much you had four squares uh, in chalk on, on the mm-hmm. concrete and then you had a big like kickball, dog, uh, bouncy ball. And mm-hmm. so the person would take the ball when you're in the king square and mm-hmm. you would just bounce into the other person's square and try to eliminate them. So you'd throw the ball as hard as possible into the concrete and try to hit your friend, like get it hit in the face, or like get it behind them,
0: uh, and okay.
1: stay alive. So recess is what, 15, 20 minutes, and you would just try to stay in that square the entire time, just like throwing the ball at your friends.
0: Awesome, awesome. And how have you combined that with the volleyball? I mean, obviously you're hitting the ball over the net now, so is yep. it to be the kind of the last man standing still? Exactly,
1: or? yeah. So there's four squares, right? And so we, have it, we label it one, two, three, four, pretty straightforward, and the player in the fourth square serves the ball, and starts every rally. So mm-hmm. they serve it across to the two and then the two could return it to any square they want. And from there, okay. it's a free for all. So if the Sweet. four stays alive, he scores a point and games are played to 11, win by two.
0: Fantastic. It sounds really fun. And right up my alley and I'll share with you. Um, I had far too many like really small beach balls in my house. <laughs> um, I don't remember why I bought them, but now I use them in my speaking gigs mm. and it was like winter in the suburbs of, of Philadelphia several years ago and it was dark and I didn't want to go out. And I think like really, really cold. Like we had a stretch of six degrees and my son and I started playing beach ball volleyball
1: Jeez.
0: in the house. Um, And and my house wasn't very big, but it was a free for all with like just a couple of rules to keep us from like yeah. breaking ourselves or anything else. So like your game just totally resonates with me. And I'm curious, like here you are, you just started this, what, a year ago, two years ago?
1: Yeah, two years, yeah.
0: All Right. You're in your 20s right now, right? Yep. How did you grow this business? I presume you didn't have a ton of business
1: experience. Yeah. Um, So I had, so the good thing about our team, uh, and I always talk to entrepreneurs about it, is like, Make sure you team up if you're teaming up with somebody who has a different skill set than you. So it right. kind of helps propel the business. Like, we had an engineer, my brother's like crazy good at marketing, and I was a sales guy. So I had a few years of sales experience at like a corporate level and also like really good at just cold email blasting mm-hmm. and getting my name out there and getting people who shouldn't be answering my emails to actually answer them. So uh, did a lot trying to knock down the big box stores and then also just getting. Uh, the game to physical education uh, sector. So, been tons of different outreach things that I've been doing, but we've grown the business from one or two sales every few days to last year we did $2.25 million in sales. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely
0: incredible. And all from just reaching out and not being afraid to knock on the doors of like those big box stores and make exactly, the
1: connections yeah. and get it. That combined with uh, just really being smart about marketing and driving, okay. driving tons of traffic through Facebook, Instagram, and Google. And pretty much okay. we're just, we're super lean. We don't invest in something if we don't, if we know that we're not going to see a return. If I spend 20 bucks, I better see $21 back. Otherwise I'm not making that investment ever again.
0: Right. Right. And how quickly do you look for that ROI?
1: Almost immediately. If I don't see that if I know that I'm spending money on traffic that day, uh, mm-hmm. to get customers to the site and if I don't see a return on that traffic then I'm probably not going to invest in that again unless there's something that we could do a little bit differently so for example <clears throat> one thing we've learned is like we'll make videos of moms and children and we'll only use those type of videos uh, to target moms and children on Facebook before we would have uh, videos of six-year-olds playing cross net and target it to millennials and that wasn't really smart like Right, I'm not a I'm not impressed to watch a six year old play, but right. a 55 year old mom 100% would be like, yes, this resonates. So right. becoming smarter like that over time is stuff that just takes time to learn. Right, and and through the
0: experience of a little bit of trial yeah. and error. Exactly. Awesome, awesome, and I'm really curious too, like because you're selling at Dick's, you're on Amazon, right, and a couple of the other Walmart and other big box stores. Um, did you face a lot of rejection in in your approach or you know, has it just been that the doors have opened up for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, at first it was super tough. They're like, what's right. cross net? We've never heard of this. The game is rather large. Uh, so uh-huh. almost about 20 pounds. So it's a, it's a heavy volleyball net. It's, it's four-way volleyball net. And right. the fun, it takes up a lot of shelf space. So the price, the space, the weight, those were all big things that came into it. Uh, So initially it was very tough. I would just get rejections left like time and time again. And then one store shields out in the Midwest, they have about 25 stores, give or take. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: they're a big sporting goods store. The guy took a risk on me. I don't know why he did, but he put it into two stores. Uh, It sat on the shelves for months. And then overnight they all sold out and he ordered for all of his stores. And then all of those sold out in a week. And then it was just like a constant reordering process. So once we had those stats, I, I could take that anywhere and be like, hey, we sold that at this major store in a week. Why not try with a few of your stores? And so now it's just right. been like a, a domino effect of getting into these stores. That's incredible. Yeah.
0: Incredible. You must be super excited.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I was literally, I was at a basketball game last night in Houston and I'm sitting next to two guys just making small talk. And he's like, oh, why are you here? And I'm like, oh, cross net. And he's like, I, I've seen your game before. Like my mom bought it for me, so like, it's it's just a cool feeling. That's great. That's yeah. Great.
0: Um, you you have it also in schools. Like you've brought something new and fun and a way I think to almost build community with a game. Um, what's your purpose in getting it into more school systems?
1: Yeah, for the school, it's super important for us to be in there because. I remember growing up learning volleyball in school and mm-hmm. it was just really not that fun to me. I wasn't, I knew I wasn't going to be into the AVP or professional volleyball player and waiting around for the ball to come and you'd get to hit it once or twice in a 15 minute session uh, while your friends were getting the ball. Wasn't that cool? I, gym class was normally the most fun class I had in middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. So we made sure that we invented something that could be played in, in in those schools. And now kids are spiking the ball left and right hand-eye coordination is being taught. Um, They're learning how to spike, how to set, how to bump, how to serve all that good stuff on the net. And everybody's getting way more involved. So the gym teachers are happy because the kids are excited to actually come to class. And the teachers are actually teaching their skills so much quicker than they would on just a normal net.
0: Why is that? Is that because they can rotate the kids through? Exactly. So they can
1: rotate the, the kids through and also the unpredictability of the ball. Like the kid could decide every time what square he wants to return it to. So it keeps mm-hmm. everybody on their toes rather than sitting there knowing, Oh, I'm not getting the ball this time. You have right. to be alert. Right.
0: Yeah. The way I remember volleyball in middle school in particular was like, there were 10 of us on one side and 10 yeah. on
1: the other. And you were lucky if you actually touched the ball. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that's our big pitch to the gym teachers. And, that's why they're having so much fun with it. And I'll, we'll get videos all day long of kids just rotating in and mm-hmm. out, spiking, having the time of their life. And the cool thing about the net is that it's height adjustable. So in between classrooms, so you have your your middle schoolers come in. You could take out uh, one of the poles to make it shorter. And then your older high school kids could come in, and you can put the pole back in and make it taller. So it's men's, women's, and children's adjustable.
0: Incredible, incredible! So you really thought of everything.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> it took us some time, but uh, yeah, we definitely tested it a few different ways. Then it took about okay. five or six times to get a final product down. Okay,
0: I would say how long did that like all those iterations take for you? Like once you came up with the idea,
1: right? Honestly, a, a staying yeah. up
0: all night, yeah.
1: Yeah, about a year, because uh, we okay. we found our found our manufacturer, got some uh, got a test model over here played it, realized, oh, this this didn't work, this didn't work. Uh, so we went back and forth, probably four or five iterations uh, to make sure we had that perfect one.
0: Very cool. And how do you see this transforming um, the kids that are playing it in school? Do you think that they're going to be more team-oriented? I mean, in addition to the physical benefits?
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, looking for them to be more team-oriented. Uh, we're actually coming out, so we just released our indoor model. Uh, so okay. now gym teachers can bring it inside, which is great. We're seeing kid, uh, coaches at a collegiate level purchasing it for their students, excuse me, for their players uh, to learn skills on it and just brush mm-hmm. up while while they're waiting for the game to start. So definitely looking for teamwork, looking for skills training, uh, looking for just a fun way for for students to interact and have fun and, and look forward to going to the gym class. So um, definitely don't – that's the nice thing about the product is I don't see it going anywhere. I don't think we're sitting on some type of trend or this is just a fad. Uh, volleyball yeah. has been in gym classes for hundreds of years. I don't see why our product could not stay in and stand the test of time.
0: Oh, I think it's going to become the
1: go-to yeah.
0: um, you know, game and not just in gym classes, but I think everywhere. I mean, it's something, even at 20 pounds, something you can kind of throw in the back of your car and bring to the, you know, on your beach vacation with exactly. you or you know, have out in the yard, et cetera. Let's hope. (laughs) It'll be the new, the new neighborhood, you know, pulling attraction. Yeah. So you've been in business for a couple of years. You thought this idea up essentially overnight. You've been relatively speaking, comparative to a lot of entrepreneurs, a very fast, almost overnight success. What have you had to do differently now that you're at that 2 million in (laughs) revenue spot? Um, What do you have to do differently to continue to grow the business and what have you learned?
1: Yeah. So we just actually hired our first full-time employee. Okay. Uh, Brittany, if you're listening, you're doing an amazing job. So uh, yeah, as an entrepreneur, we had to learn. uh, So one big thing we're paying for a full-time employee now. So somebody's life is like, dependent on our sales and also Mm -hmm. that her paycheck is coming out of my paycheck almost. So it's definitely a a learning curve there. Uh, But it's similar to anything we do when we budget and we look for ROI. Uh, We know that if we pay her X amount of money, uh, we're hoping that we see X amount of results to grow the business. And so this year we just really sat down before the year started and was like, these are our four or five really, really weak points of our business. Uh, One thing being events, uh, one thing being email marketing. Those were like our two biggest weak points. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: So we addressed them immediately. Uh, We got a copywriter. We have an email team creating emails. And then we have Brittany who's literally reaching out to events left and right. She's landed us at like 15 music festivals across the country this year. We're going to be collaborating with uh, Dance Marathons. So at Mm -hmm. college levels, like we're going to be at some of the biggest dance, dance marathons in the country and we'll have the net set up and just doing a lot of good things for charities. Uh, so cool things like that, just really getting in on the community level, uh, Mm -hmm. somewhere that we're really looking to grow this year. That's amazing. I love it.
0: Yeah. I love it. Um, what is your, what are your goals like for 2020 and beyond?
1: Yeah. For 2020, my goal. Uh, so personally, uh, I want to, Uh, continue growing CrossNet into the big box retailers. Mm -hmm. I definitely, definitely still think there's a play that retail is not dead yet. I know like for me personally, like I love walking to Target at night with my girlfriend. Like that's that 15 minutes in Target is cool. Like I get to check out products that I normally wouldn't find on the internet and it's still something to do. So big box is definitely not dead in my opinion. Uh, We just landed a huge deal that I can't talk about yet, but will be, uh, going live in May with a big sporting goods store. Uh, we start with Dick's Sporting Goods in a few weeks. So, uh, my, my plan for 2020 is to grow the business to 5 million plus in revenue, uh, okay. be in several thousand gym classes and also hopefully go nationwide with some of these bigger stores. Okay. That's some pretty ambitious goals. Yeah, I think, I think we can do it. I mean, we're literally doubling over pretty much month over month. Uh, so, don't see why we can't double last year.:
0: Okay, awesome. What's been your biggest challenge so far? <clears throat>
1: um, inventory. Uh, these are our seasons are unpredictable. Uh, we right. know that we have our beach month, but and we know we have Black Friday, but since we're growing at such a rapid pace, you never know when somebody's going to pull the trigger and make that purchase. Mm-hmm. And if something cool comes out, like one morning we woke up to Olympians playing CrossNet. And they put up a video on Instagram and just traffic spiked. Like we got several extra thousand page views a day. And so when that constant ordering comes out of left field, it mm-hmm. can definitely throw off your your inventory. So inventory planning and management uh, is definitely a, a sticky point for us that we're continuing to learn because uh, we're, we're self-funded, right? So it's not like we just have 10 million crossnet sitting in a warehouse somewhere like we buy for what we need and we make sure we're preparing the best as possible. But my goal is to always cause issues for inventory while our inventory planner is always trying to prepare for those. So.
0: Right. So you're kind of on a just in time model.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, we're, we're, I mean, we have several thousand in the warehouse, but like my goal is to get us into every store as possible. So if I do my job correctly, I'll be causing inventory problems for our company, which will be on the inventory side to, to solve. Right.
0: So Incredible. Incredible. Um, What's your average time frame too for you know, getting getting the um, the game into you know different stores? Like, what's your sales process, sales cycle? Yeah. Like? just for so, somebody for somebody who's uh, thinking about you know I have this product and I don't know what to do
1: with it. Um, Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I would first. Uh, I would definitely build up. I always t- talk about this, like build up your LinkedIn your LinkedIn is honestly your strongest point. These buyers are sitting on their computer all day long
0: mm-hmm. and they're
1: on their desktop and they're probably going to be on LinkedIn at some point throughout the day. Uh, they're looking to progress in their careers. How do you progress in your career? You build up your LinkedIn and build up your resume. So they're receptive to those messaging. So I literally, when I first started CrossNet, I added every single buyer, at every store I could ever think of. And now if they're in my network, I am posting content about Crossnet on a, a daily basis almost. And they're seeing my messages. They might not be liking and engaging in it, but they're seeing it in the timeline. And over time, right? they become familiar with the product. So when it is time for me to introduce myself through email, they're familiar. And it's not as cold of a touch uh, mm-hmm. because they've been exposed to my marketing by accident, I guess. So, yeah. Um, but going back to your question, so getting them, getting that first initial conversation, um, introducing them to the product, the pricing and all of that, you'll have negotiations. I mean, it could range from weeks to months Mm -hmm. and then they'll set you up on their buying cadence. So Mm -hmm. buyers typically plan a few months in advance. And then like, for example, we started with Dick's Sporting goods in a few weeks and I've been working on that for like six months now. So it certainly doesn't usually happen overnight. Uh, some of the smaller stores can definitely send you an order uh, in a few weeks, but the larger, really big box stores that could take several months to plan. You got to make sure your insurance policies are all straight, uh, getting set up as a vendor, making sure you have the delivery methods to receive their orders. Uh, there's a ton that goes into it. It's uh, literally like going back to college almost.
0: (laughs) It is, um, And I'm not the only one who has said this, but I think having your own business is like the best personal and educational development program you can ever experience.
1: I'm literally reading stuff. I would never think three years ago that I'd be interested in reading. I was just always reading stuff to, to just try to get a leg up because half the time now that we're, we're growing at such a steady pace and things are going well, I have to be the one responsible for coming up with new ideas. Right. And the best way to find that is just Google searching and reading it and just being like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what can I do better? Like, yeah. uh, I was reading uh, one of the Shark Tank books yesterday and he was like, product placement in movies. And I'm down here in Miami where they shoot on the beach all the time. Right. Not reach out to event manager, uh, excuse me, uh, location scouts and uh, set designers and offer CrossNet to be in the background. Just hand mm-hmm. over some nets. And, you know, that could be hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of impressions off of something I probably would have never thought about if I wasn't reading and actually trying to uh, get a little smarter.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Anything else that you're reading that you want to share?
1: Um, I just finished a great book, Double Your Profits. Okay. Amazing amazing, uh, book just about when you're kind of getting to be at scale and you're doing a million different things a day, there's tons of expenses you probably could be cutting out and don't even know you're spending Mm -hmm. Uh, like Dropbox. I had like 20 Dropbox logins and I only had like four people accessing it. I was burning like 200 bucks a month for no reason. Right. You know, right. that's 200 bucks, 200 bucks. Like I'll take that 200 bucks all day. So oh, yeah. do, doing little things like that, uh, just auditing yourself every few weeks, uh, definitely could save you tons of money.
0: Okay. I love it. I love it. And I'm, I'm going to put the link in for that book too on the yeah, show notes. Probably, so I'll If anybody it. wants to, yeah, anybody wants to check it out. Um, and, and I think like books and just Googling what exactly what you're doing is some of the best ways to get the information that you need, because it's really like crash course in getting an MBA.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get the MBA. So this is my version.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like you're on fire. So good for you. Thank you. So like, what's next for you outside of your goals for 2020? Mm-hmm. Like, where do you see the long term vision of CrossNet? fitting into the landscape
1: yeah um so there's two different avenues we're growing we're growing Mm -hmm. the fun product that we want this to be a staple of every beachgoer anybody who's looking to have fun we -hmm. built the game because there was nothing out there that was fun for us we would go to the beach together and i'd sit on the towel with my girlfriend for three hours and i'm like all right like this is boring like i need to do something so we we built the net because it was that exactly we wanted something to have fun and to play and you can play for 15 minutes you can play for five hours we've done both of them so we want it to become a competitive sport uh there's tons of great competition and rallies that go on so when people are really engaged in it they're having the time of their life so we're growing the event space we're having events going to be popping up all over the country Mm -hmm. Uh, having one in canada in a few weeks Uh, going to be spreading it out across the world. So having events and growing the sport. And then on the the other hand of the business, uh, just continuing to make it a staple in the classrooms. We're in 3,000 schools right now. So my goal for this year is to get it up to 7,500. And just there's no reason why every gym class shouldn't have this. So Mm -hmm. that's my goal there. So growing it as a sport, making it a household brand, people identifying the net and wanting to have fun, jump on for a few minutes. And right. on the other hand, having it be a staple in classrooms for learning volleyball.
0: Right, right. Incredible. So we touched on this a few minutes ago where, you know, you had a lot of rejections. Mm-hmm. And I think most people do as they're just starting out because you don't have any you know, proof of, of concept. Exactly. What's fueled your desire to continue creating these really huge goals and continue to put yourself in places that ordinary people would just stop?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Particularly once they got
1: the first couple no's. Oh, to be honest, I risked everything. Like I quit my job in New York. I moved to Miami. I did not take a paycheck for almost two years uh, building this. So I I risked everything for this because I I really believed in my idea. And yeah, we had rejection, but we also saw proof of concept and people really enjoying it. So the people who did buy, they loved it and they Mm -hmm. continue to love it. So, Um. yeah, getting that rejection, it sucks. But now, like, I'm the one that's laughing, right? Like, people love our game. They know our game. And it's a crazy feeling because I'm inspired. I can send an email now, and the majority of people in my industry have seen the game before, Mm -hmm. and they're receptive to working with us. So I just – I had these lofty goals because I really, really do see the game continuing to grow across America. People love it, and Mm -hmm. let's just continue to double down and and grow our team. I could – there's so many areas that we could be improving on if we just had the resources and money. So as soon as we get the, that money, we're gonna just keep keep growing this thing because it's not going anywhere.
0: No, clearly it's not. Yeah. And do you feel that just like the persistence and almost, you know, the old saying of like, you just burnt the bridges and um, like you had, there was no going back for you is what was the catalyst in really keeping you forward focused?
1: yeah I just knew that if we kept going like I I just read time like in my studies right like people always talk about oh if they just would have kept going uh they didn't know they're on the cusp of success like we turned that channel like a year and a half into the business and now that we're over that hump like the fun the fun part has begun I wake up every day like I'm so stoked to just work on CrossNet like it doesn't feel like work you know like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I work into eleven o'clock at night sometimes, but I'm I'm starting my day when I want mm-hmm. it. Just having control of your life is it, a crazy cool feeling. Yeah. And I'm really, really, just, I'm proud. I'm really happy.
0: Awesome. And you have a special offer for our listeners if they want to check um, Crossnet out. So can you share what that is?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so if you could use code Emmy, uh, believe it was Emmy fifteen uh, for fifteen dollars off. And then I'll also I'll send that over to you after. Uh, you can put that in your bio as well. Maybe we'll have some other special ones going throughout the, the week and the month.
0: Okay. Awesome. So for those of you who are listening, um, definitely check it out. We're going to have the CrossNet website and the links as well. So you can access that discount. And um, Chris, where can everybody find
1: you? Yeah. Uh, crossnetgame.com mm-hmm. uh is our website at CrossNet game is our social media. And you could add me on LinkedIn at Chris Mead. Happy to, uh, chat, connect, offer any advice and help I could could be and also down for any networking events possible.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on because I think, I mean, we've talked like a lot of different topics, but your drive and your focus, I think, is the huge takeaway here and something that a lot of entrepreneurs are going
1: to find helpful. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And for those of you who are listening, I want to thank you and let you know how grateful that I am that you're listening to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. And if you did find this episode with Chris helpful, informative, or inspiring, make sure you hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or review. We will see you next time. As an entrepreneur, you ever feel isolated, like you're just grinding away and not getting to the place or reaching the goals that you want? Maybe you've realized that you just spent days, weeks, or even months trying to accomplish something only to figure out that the answer that you have would have saved you all of that time. I know i've had that experience and my clients have as well and that's why i created the tribe of leaders biz school get the accountability the training and the knowledge base in a community of like-minded people who are there to support you go ahead and check it out it's the tribe of leaders